1: All right, and welcome to the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. This is episode 29 and joining us tonight is going to be Cody Bradford, left hand pitcher Cody Bradford. He's going to be on here in a little bit. But before we do that, there's been some roster announcements and Jeff and I are going to talk about maybe the bottom of the roster and who's on the bubble. We'll get to it right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superior sports investments.com that's superior sports investments.com and use the promo code thanks5 for a discount. Okay, so this is uh, hey, they sent out that was, I, I think we all expected it by the end of this week. They were going to have to get out those minor league rosters. The initial rosters have come out. I know there's still some more moves that need to be made. Uh, any surprises?
0: Um I don't, I don't really think so. Uh, I, I think it kind of went uh, as expected. The, the one thing that that came up uh, when I was in Arizona last time was if, if the Rangers were going to be able to figure out a way to have Davis Wenzel and Josh Smith on the same team because they want both of them to be very versatile and play multiple positions multiple times a week. Right. They were <clears throat> trying to figure out if they'd be able to do that, and it seemed like Davis was always going to – be the triple a guy, but there's some question about Josh, uh, if, if he would have to start at Frisco and, um, not because of anything, he, you know, a lack of ability or whatever, but just right. because they would they, you know, they want to get him time in center field and at third base. And sure. Obviously shortstop. And those are the same three positions that Davis is going to play. So, right. um, they'll have to do a little, a little juggling, uh, especially with Tamaris and Thompson, in the triple a outfield, but they'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. And I think also the foscu um, you know, he's got a back issue right now that he's dealing with. He's not starting out on any roster that left an infield position open. Doro's obviously the third infielder. That's going to be getting a lot of playing time. Yanni is going to be there too. Um, yeah. so, um, I don't know if Yanni will still be the, the kind of the utility. Guy. Well, Doro's basically, you got two utility guys there in Doro and, yeah. and Yanni. Um, so, you know, it, it, Doro was going to probably be scrambling for playing time um, in in that lineup now, but without Foscu, so you know. Well,
0: that, I I, th- I think Foscue will start at Double A. Um Really? Uh, okay. He, yeah, I don't I don't know that for sure, but um, you know, he didn't he didn't tear up Double A. um Right. When he was brought up after tearing up High A. So, uh, if if I had to guess, I would guess that he would be at Frisco, but I don't know that for sure. Uh, sure. So we'll see. But yeah, he's got a he's got a back issue. He's got to come uh come out of.
1: I'll tell you right now, the team the team to watch this year. Last year, uh, the team to watch uh, that, that really did pretty well was down east. It's going to be Hickory. That rotation in Hickory is starting off. That's a pretty stout rotation starting off.
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't know how long they're going to stay together. You know, I, yeah, and, I know. Uh, I think there was a there was a push to to maybe have Owen White start at Double A um more so than had venasco a double a because ricky has never pitched above low way right you know hasn't pitched in an affiliated game in two years so right uh it, it was uh, um but yeah with with white venasco tk roby roby and and mason englert um that's pretty solid right there uh and and you know you can look at the uh, the draft picks and 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 all of that i didn't know ricky was a what 15th rounder but right white second round Englert fourth round um and and roby third round so right um you're getting, you're getting some good guys there and, and roby's a little interesting because uh he only pitched like 30 innings at, at low a but uh his his makeup uh his ability to throw strikes they think he's gonna be able to survive a, a challenge like this um Evan Carter is on that team. He only had 100 at bats at Lowey last year, but right. similar makeup, solid guy, and he has a good foundation in that. He, you know, his strike zone awareness is good enough that it's going to help him out uh, as well to survive a higher level.
1: Yeah, and and they they've got a pretty look. I told it, you and I've said this all along. We've talked about it. You look at every roster coming in here, and guys, there are top 30 prospects at every roster. There are top. 10 prospects at every roster. There's at least one at every roster. These guys in the top in in, in um, pipeline top 30 um, mm. at every, at every level. I mean, they these guys all the way through have got some, some players at every level that are going to be doing well. And, you know, Maximo Acosta is going to be playing. He's starting out at down East. There's your middle infielder there. Um, you know, this is pretty, this is going to be some pretty good stuff to go watch. You know, the, the guy we're talking to tonight, uh, 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 Cody is going to be, he's starting out in the double-A um, rotation, uh, which was, you know, um, I, did, didn't he end up at triple-A last year or did he end at double-A?
0: No, he finished at double-A. He did? Um, okay, all right. Yeah. One 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 note about these rosters is they're kind of at the mercy of what happens with the, the big league roster.
1: Sure, um, yeah.
0: You know, if... if um, and it appears this is going to happen. Like Spencer Howard and AJ Alexi make the make the opening day roster, right? Uh, that means that AAA is going to be shorter starter, right? So somebody may get pulled up, and Bradford's name is the one that could get pulled up. So, you know, nothing is set in stone right now. More players will be added, right? Uh, you know, you have players in camp who uh, are on minor league deals uh, who are going to. um, you know, potentially may end up at triple a sure uh, you, have, you have guys who uh, could have um uh, opportunities to go to asia that's not a reference to to koay or who apparently is is very uh you know has is intends to go to triple a and, and and pitch there so um but but things like that happen at the end of camp every year and right. uh, so we'll see what happens but um,
1: and there's players they could pick up from other teams that might get DFA'd or something here this next week that they might sure, take a flyer on. Sure. So that 40 band's at 39 right now. They've got, I guess, they could put... They're trying to hold off putting LeClerc on um, on the 60 man because they think he'll be ready sooner, right? Is that something like I heard he might yeah. be ready by May? Yeah, they
0: don't want him on the 60 day necessarily because he's about... Uh, he's, he's a little bit ahead of Jonathan Hernandez who did go on the 60. Right. Uh, but... It just depends, you know, if if they want, a spot, if they want the roster spot. And that's an easy way to get it, um, you know. It, it, I don't know that 10, 10, if it's ten days, let's say or a week. I don't know that that's really gonna make a heck of a lot of difference. Um, so right. we'll see. But you know, they kind of kind of have this debate every every spring: who, who's who's gonna get off? You know, who are they gonna make rosters right spots available? Who who will get taken off the roster? Who do they want to add? And exactly you know, right now, honestly, I, I think I I can see three guys, um, I,
1: that are I, on minor league deals.
0: Yeah, three three guys on minor league deals. Um, just trying to think about it. Culverson maybe, and, and try to think who they could maybe you know DFA. I think three is kind of the the max. I would say Culverson, Chris Woodward almost let that out of the bag yesterday during his his uh morning morning session
1: that he that he wants him he wants to keep him <laughs>
0: that that Culberson's on the team I mean he he said I can't say anything official yet but you know and then and then I, I think Matt Carpenter has a has a good chance and then Greg Holland um
1: right yeah the, the reliever
0: you know Jake Jake Marisnyk is kind of in a in a rough spot there he would be he would be one Matt Moore is another one uh I'm right. telling you they the Rangers the Rangers have just kind of liked Matt Moore he, he didn't pitch well his last time out but um Marisnik's a veteran defensive guy. Um, he would be a true backup center fielder, but if Eli White's healthy, then Eli White can be a true backup center fielder. Exactly. So, um, but Eli White's got to hit. Yep. So those are kind of the decisions that are left. And you know, got two,
1: I, yeah, and you got two center fielders sitting there at right. AAA with Bubba and Leoti, That if they can yeah. hit it all for your backup spot, that could happen. I tell you, there, there's, um, you know. If you look through this, there are some some. – let's look at the bottom of the roster. So, they're going to go with 28. Uh, go, you know what? We have to talk about this first. Um, I think you and I, uh, at the very beginning, we were kind of – I've always thought Lighter might start at double-A. You initially, way back, you were already coming around to double-A the last time we talked. You said, yeah, I think he's going to be yeah. a double-A. Um, he is going to start out at double-A. Um, there was no reason to move him down to, to high-A, so I'm assuming he's the opening night starter. Um, he's not. He's That's not going to be the opening night starting. Okay, yeah,
0: he's going to start the second game. Uh, Bradford, Bradford is going to start the opener if he's if he's still in Frisco. If so, he's still in Frisco, it'll be Bradford. So the... and it's not like an honor thing, you know. It's, no, it's because they these kids have been on, these guys have been on a schedule right for six weeks, and, yep. and Bradford and Leiter have both pitched on the same day, uh, Fridays, and um, so they're just bumping one of the two back, but it's. It's not. This isn't a recognition. It's 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 keeping guys on schedule. in in the minor
1: leagues especially, schedule is everything. So, um, so so he's going to go Saturday, and I guess you got word today that that he's going to go Saturday. I, heard, I I did see you put that out. Yeah, uh, later
0: later on the, the ninth, um, and the, the second game at Frisco this year.
1: In the second game, so that's going to be a good. I mean, guys, to get you need to look. the, the Rangers are going to be in Toronto. That's a great opportunity to go out and watch some baseball. Uh, get out there to Frisco. It's not that expensive. You can sit on the berm out there and watch. And you're going to have two. I mean, this team is loaded with some talent, also. That's going to be fun to watch. And and the number one prospect is at Frisco. And good yeah. lord, he is. Uh, he, he's looked good in spring training. He's going to go. But let me tell you what. Let's get back to the names that are on the verge of making this team. And you know, there's a name that's kind of gone silent. You and I have not talked about him except when we do this funny thing, every time who has really kind of opened some eyes and that's Brock Burke. And I, you see sure. the numbers he's hey, done. Brooke. He's, he has had no earned runs. I hear he's touching 97 miles an hour.
0: Yeah. I wrote about him. Um, I don't know, a couple of days ago in the newsletter. He um, he's going to start at triple a, um, you know, he, he he pitched seventy-seven innings, I think, last year somewhere in that ballpark, coming off of a shoulder injury, right? Shoulder surgery. Uh, he you know he was pretty candid. He got tattooed when he when he first started pitching for for Round Rock uh, last year, and um, but it got better, and then he finished pitching really well in September. Definitely a guy to keep your eye on. He's a, he's on the forty man. Uh, you know, in, in two thousand nineteen, he made his debut. He was part of the pro the pro far trade. Um, and you know, in spring of twenty twenty, and that whole off season, everybody just assumed that Brock Burke was in the in the rotation, right? Uh, but he was injured, and it didn't work out. But um, he he is stronger. He look he looks a little different. Um, just seeing him in the clubhouse, um, and I, I think you know he had a full off season, a normal off season this year. He's stronger. He is throwing harder. You know, he, he was never 97 in, in 2019. So no, and and, you know, guys, guys get older, they grow a little bit. So, uh, but you're right. Brockberg needs to be, needs to be, um, on on the radar, especially once the season starts because he is on the 40 man roster and that's always a, that's always a big one.
1: So what you you did your roster predictions, um, are you still yeah. sticking with it? You, to to hear where you are now. I think you had Howard as your fifth starter. Are you still leaning that way? I think Alexi might make it also, just because they're going to have extra. They can take twenty eight to open the season.
0: Right, they, they're going to they're going to take fourteen pitchers, and they want guys who can pitch multiple innings because starters aren't built up. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, I say Howard in the rotation because Howard. Um, just I, I don't think they want to screw with him out of the bullpen i think they want him starting games to, to be in that role and in that mindset uh alexi last last year or previously has worked out of the bullpen right so i don't think it's as, as big of an adjustment for him um the, the 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 one who we really you know i think it's maybe three spots or two spots between three guys howard alexi and allard and uh right allard allard has worked in the bullpen. He was actually really good out of the bullpen.
1: I'd say he's better in the bullpen than he usually
0: is. Um, and so it may come down to that. And, and you know, if, if, if the desire is to get Alexi starting games and building up for a, some point later in the year, then maybe he starts at AAA. but he he's probably been the, you know, I mean, it's hard to, hard to argue that he he's been the Rangers best pitcher this spring.
1: So where are you going right now on infielders? How many, who do you think's going to, so we always say our we in for, we got low Simeon Seager and at third base, we're looking at a bang, a Banez. Yeah. Abanez, yeah. Uh, um, and uh, so,
0: I think, you know, Culverson's going to make the team. And, and then, I think, I, I just think they're going to keep Carpenter. Um,
1: okay. Carpenter, you think's th- that veteran
0: guy. Gu- veteran guy, um, great teammate. Um, and, you know, he's, his, from here. Number, he's he lives in Fort Worth, went to TCU his, uh, you know, he has a relationship with Donnie Ecker. Um, Donnie's like for one of his first coaching gigs was with, in uh, Cardinals minor league. So he got to know uh, Carpenter uh, then. Um, I, I think I think that the, the, he's putting in the right kind of work. Um, the, the results I think you know, the last time when I wrote the story about him earlier this week, he had been I think he was at two for nine. Uh, in games, but, um, you know, he's, he's that they wanted to sign Clayton Kershaw to be a veteran influence. Right. Uh, Matt Carpenter is more of a veteran than Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. You know, this, this is right. This would be Carpenter's 12th season. He's a three-time all-star Right. Uh, played in a world series. He was his rookie season. with The Cardinals was 2011. He didn't play in the postseason, but he got a world series ring out of it. Um, at the expense of the Rangers, but um, <laughs> he's 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 just a solid guy. And if they want, if they are truly committed to having good people in the clubhouse and you have an extra spot, I think you give it to him.
1: Yeah, and he, he he's that Brock Holt from last year, only he's got a lot more skins on the wall than Brock Holt. I think you're right. Culberson, um, and they both – Bat left and right-handed, Culberson bats right, Carpenter yeah. bats left-handed, uh-huh. that helps. Right. Outfield, I mean, obviously you're looking from left to right. you got Miller, Adolis, and then in right field, probably Cole Calhoun. Looks like Eli's going to make this team coming out. Um, Willie Calhoun's kind
0: Solak makes the team. Solak
1: too, yeah. You know what? Solak was the one I thought was really on the bubble that probably- I didn't think he had a yeah. spot. I really didn't think he had a spot, and he has just come in and seized it and taken control yeah, of it. in and- had
0: a great spring, and he's looked- he's looked like an, like an outfielder as opposed to 2020 when he played the outfield. Yep. Uh, so, you know, that's, and that's good. Cause he's a good guy. He's committed to the organization. Yep. He moved to Dallas and spent the offseason in Dallas this year. Um, so yeah. I, and then, and then I think Willie Calhoun is the DH. And so you can do a bunch of things that with left field and DH, uh, matchups, whatever. Um, yeah. so there are ways to get guys at bats and uh um, well here's the weird question to maximize your, your productivity
1: so here's the strange one uh are they gonna go with three catchers to open the season no. you don't so one of them is probably going to triple a
0: yeah yeah and that's that's probably the, the toughest roster decision and they've,
1: uh, they've said that over and over they don't want to be they are dreading that talk when they have to do it
0: yeah yeah and it's it's going to be hard you know um and i don't know i i i i chose and my pro- projection that ran last Sunday at JeffWilson.Substack.com, five nine nine a month, sixty dollars a year. Um, I, I picked Trevino because I think he's a little bit better defensively. Uh, has has worked with the, the pitching staff, has more experience in doing that. Um, I mean, Heim's Heim's the better offensive player. He's a switch hitting catcher with power, but I don't know. I, and you know, I I had to make a call, so I went with. Trevino and I'm going to stick with it, uh, but it's uh, it's not going to be an easy decision, but the Rangers will be in good hands if, uh, you know, Cal yeah. tip costs, costs a guy two weeks.
1: Yeah, you know, let, me, let me tell you what, it, it's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to Haim, it's not fair to Trevino, but as the Texas Ranger organization, it's a wonderful problem to have. When you've got yeah. three major league catchers on your team and you've got options for them that you can send one down to the minor leagues, that's a great yeah. option to have. It sucks for the player that's going to get left out, great. but that is a great issue to have.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, don't forget about Sam Huff. I know he's not going to make the team, but right, um, he's sit down he's, there waiting. If if, he, if if Sam Huff hit reaches his his ceiling, he's better than Haim and, and Trevino. So exactly there's there some de- decisions coming up back there, but they're you know good good decisions. I don't know, uh whatever you want to say, but uh that that's gonna be tough, uh Trevino and Haim.
1: Yeah. And you know, I think the guy so who's gonna who do you think so the the, the uh opening day is uh April the eleventh. Uh they're gonna be That's the home opener. That's yeah. the home opener. Yeah sorry home opener is April 11th. Who's getting that gig? You think Hearn or Dunning? It's obvious they've had Gray. He's going to start in Toronto. Well,
0: you know, um, Chris Woodward talked about it yesterday in, in Arizona. Um, he's not sure yet because Martín Pérez is a little. They think Martín Pérez is behind uh, the the others, so they may bump Martín back to fourth or even fifth. So it could be it could be Dunning, Hearn, or the number five starter. Um,
1: Who gets the opening day?
0: But it could be Perez. I mean, it, it's, it's, there's, there's nothing set in stone. It, it you know, it, it would be nice. It'd be a nice uh, way to recognize Hearn or Dunning. Mm-hmm. But I, I think at, at, at this stage, with as screwy as this spring is and the season's going to be to the start, they got to do what's best for the guy's health. And yeah, if, <clears throat> if that means you got to bump Martin Perez back to Monday, then that's what you got to do.
1: Right. Well, and we did. It did. um, MLB and the and the MLB Players Association did come out yesterday. I think it was, or maybe it was today, when they some new rule changes. I guess on Doubleheader Day, they are going to allow you to have twenty nine players on the roster for Doubleheader Days, um, which helps. Um, so you're not having to make the moves in and out. You just got to get through the two games, and then of course, a couple will go back down. Um, that yeah. and that's extending past uh, May 1st, which 28 till May 1st, and then everybody's got to be back down to the normal 26. Um, yeah. But having those three players that are able to jump up and spend that day is is a good thing to have. Um, that that they're going to do that, especially when they're going to have to play a couple doubleheaders this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know, it's it's. It is a lot like um you know it's not quite like 2020 when the season started with 30 and then was at 28 the rest of the way uh last year um you know the it was still covid you had the taxi squad for the first part of the year so right um, it's um it's just a mess when you get back to normal
1: Man, I think we're a step closer. Hopefully this year, I mean, we are, you know, going to be allowed back in the clubhouse again this year. The only place they're going to make us wear a mask. Other than that, we on the field, we can, we can, uh, you know, take the mask off. And then it's good to have access to the guys because that's a great way to talk to a guy and say, hey, we want to try to get you on, you know, when they don't have a crowd around them. You can catch somebody maybe who was on an off night, go, hey, you want to come on the podcast uh, and try to set up something, especially if they're getting on the road or something. Um well, you know what—that that's a, anything else you want to talk about before we get Cody to get on here?
0: Uh, no, not really. I'm headed back to Arizona in the uh in the morning. Uh, it's Thursday night right now. I'm headed. I got on, on the six a.m. flight, so I'm going to be exhausted. But I got upgraded, so <laughs> I'll, I'll at least be able to spread out when I sleep. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'll be there through through the end of camp. Um, you know, sat, Saturday has the potential to be a newsy day with um, the first opportunity for for the the five uh minor league free agents we talked about uh, it would be their first opportunity to opt out of their contracts right um i don't know that they will but you could get some clarity on um if they're going to be on the team or not they 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 might be able to leverage that out into saying hey my you know put me on the team or you know i've got this other opportunity i guess it could backfire but There could be some news Saturday with the, with the roster.
1: Yeah. And a couple of them have already done that. I think Brock Holt today has to be released from the, from the Braves. He was on a minor league deal. I think he had another opportunity that he thought he might be able to pursue.
0: Uh, And the the rain, you know, teams, teams don't stand in the way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if there's a chance for a guy to go play in the majors, they give them that chance. And, um, so anyway, I'm just sure that that's one to circle, and I know I know this. Show, some people might be listening to the show next Monday or whatever, but um, yeah, I guess they can decide whether <laughs> I was right or wrong. Absolutely,
1: we'll, we'll know then. So, guys, we're going to go to Cody Bradford. He's going to join us here in just a second, and uh, once he gets on, we'll uh, bring him on. All right, now he's joining us from Surprise, Arizona, on the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast. <laughs> um, Hotline is what we like to call it. It's Texas Ranger left-handed pitcher, Cody Bradford's going to be starting out probably in Frisco this year. There could be some moving around. Jeff and I talked about that. Maybe a bump up. Cody, thank you so much for stopping down and talking to us. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Yeah. So I guess, you know, the news came out today, I guess you might've known yesterday, I don't know, or a couple days ago about, about Frisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they say anything though that maybe you go to round rock, and how the major league roster works out.
2: Um, I think that was maybe a thought, um, earlier in spring training. And then after, you know, some moving parts were, were finalized and some guys were brought in, uh, yeah, they said, they said, you'd be, I'd be going to Frisco. So,
0: all right. Yep. Um, starting the opener.
1: Yeah. I'll yeah, be right there. You. You're,
0: yeah. I guess you're kind of, kind of a hometown kid. I mean, from Alito, I know it's, oh, shoot, I don't know how far it is from Frisco, but it's, it's not like you're going to uh, Weatherford. So, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, have some, you have a lot of people there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll expect uh, my, definitely my parents, my grandparents will probably be there. Hopefully, my sister and then my wife's family. Yeah, all
0: right. All right. Good deal. Uh, okay, so where where are you as far as like build up? Are you? What, so what I have. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. So last week, uh, last Friday, I threw three innings. Um, all the starters were built up for three, and I think it was like forty-five pitches or fifty pitches. Okay. And then this week it'll be four innings or sixty pitches. So okay. opening day, uh, and I say this week, I mean tomorrow. Um, right. I'll, I'll be throwing again in surprise tomorrow, and then heading towards Frisco on Saturday or Sunday, and hopefully it'll be 75, 80 pitches on opening day.
0: Okay. So, so um, you guys are at home tomorrow.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Good, because I'm I'm getting to town in the morning, and I don't awesome. want to go to, I don't want to go to the Bingley game in Scottsdale and deal with traffic. So <laughs> there I'm gonna you go. Yep. Back and I'm going to watch you guys play. So yep. I've already got my day planned. Perfect. Perfect All right. Um. So how how are you feeling, and and what have you been working on, and and you know, how how how's your stuff stuff looking? I've
2: been feeling great. Um, a big thing for me this spring training was continuing a slider development. Um, they had a little pitch development camp in the fall out here in Surprise, and brought I guess it was ten or twelve of us in. Uh, a big thing they wanted me to work on was getting it a little bit harder uh, the velo, and then just getting the characteristics down um, with the vertical movement and the horizontal movement. So. We've had a lot of success with that and now it's just time to see how hitters respond to it and see what kind of feedback we get from them
0: how have they responded to it so far
2: uh it's been pretty good uh last outing um i was a little bit frustrated the movement was great characteristics were great i just didn't land it for strikes enough um in the zone and so it it seemed like they were just kind of auto taking it so we'll see um tomorrow the plan is to work ahead on a lot of guys, a lot of O-O, um, O-1 sliders in the zone, that way it puts it in their mind at the back of the counts and they have to fend off for it. Okay. Yeah.
0: But, but if you were to describe yourself, you'd say sure. fastball changeup guy, correct? Fastball changeup, absolutely. Yep. Um. And, you know, and, and I, I know you saw it, but Dave, Davis Wenzel was a guest previously mm-hmm. and he talked about kind of how you've, you've changed your fastball characteristics. what, mm-hmm. what's different about it or what was different about it last year?
2: um maybe not so much as last year but from college to pro ball uh, it's definitely changed in college um I threw a lot of two seams and would try and throw at the bottom of the zone and just pound the bottom of the zone with strikes Mm -hmm. and it worked it worked great um I mean it got me drafted so I guess it (laughs) worked out well enough and then um when I got with the Rangers uh looking at that was kind of my first taste of the metrics and the analytics of pitching looking at vertical movement and how fastballs play and the movement profile and my four seam actually played really well at the top of the zone. And I used that in college for a strikeout pitch and that was about it. But earlier in counts, I would never use that. And so last year, the learning curve of throwing up in the zone was something entirely new to me. It was something I wasn't comfortable with. And I found success with that and through, you know, just the confidence of other pitching coaches telling me, Hey, you know, keep, keep working at the top of the zone. It's going to pay off. And last year, it definitely came to, yeah, I, I saw that a lot. So,
0: so my, my wife is, so John, you got to, the dogs are okay. barking. Yeah, right, so, you gotta take over.
1: Hey, this is a good sign. The dogs love the, the guys that come on and they start barking. So, that that's a good sign <laughs> for you. It means you're going to have a good day. Hey, where's your velo sitting right now? Uh,
2: the Spring training, it's actually been up to 95 for the first time ever. So, uh, I've been averaging about 92, 93. So far,
1: what so, were you throwing is, in college? Were you in the low nineties in college?
2: I would probably say eighty-seven to ninety, maybe.
0: Okay. I have touched education ninety-one and ninety-two. Okay. Yeah. Are you back, Jeff? <laughs> I am. The, the dog, the dogs are no longer barking. Okay. Uh, so, for people who don't who don't know, or maybe do and need a refresher, when you were drafted, you were injured. You had had thoracic outlet syndrome and needed surgery, mm-hmm. and then you rehab from that. And 2020 happened. Um, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> you in, yeah. It. yeah.
1: So your, your rehab was longer than you planned,
0: right? What, what were those two years like for you? Because you you you've you've said like instructive 19, you were you were good, mm-hmm. um, but then you couldn't do anything. So so. Think, did uh, COVID sure. get you stronger? How did how did what happened?
2: I think it was a unique experience of. God just working and then trying to challenge, um, challenge me and decide, you know, is baseball something you want to do? And then COVID happened. And it's like after injury from Baylor to in 2019 to COVID happening in 2020, I was dying to get back out on the field in 2021 and just really wanted to play baseball again and be part of a be part of a team. Um, with teammates getting to hang out in the dugouts in the locker room. And uh, to answer your question, uh, Jeff, I, I definitely think I got stronger um, coming back from surgery, being in rehab with the Rangers. You know, you lift a lot of weights, and a lot of it is building the foundation from the bottom, from the ground up. And so, yeah, it, it was definitely a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, that's you know, a, a lot of guys have said that that you mm. know during COVID they got they just got stronger because all they could do really mm. was work out and yeah. Uh, you know dustin harris who's going to be your teammate this year at frisco you know he he saw the results of him last year you know and he'd had one professional home run and all of a sudden he gets 20. Um, yeah. it's it's just kind of i think that it's a it's a story that i think in a few years or even now we can tell it but in a few years you're gonna have a bunch of guys who are in the major leagues who are like covid was great for me <laughs> and so you know, uh the covid year but it's uh, it, it's it's pretty fascinating, I think, and I, I don't. I think you know the unintended consequences of shutting down the season. I know it was tough on you guys, but mm-hmm. maybe there's a silver lining. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe I'm just talking out of my butt. I don't know. <laughs>
2: no, I think you're absolutely right. I think one, I think there were two big things I worked on during COVID that I wouldn't have otherwise, and it was lifting, getting my body stronger, and then number two was throwing fastballs at the top of the zone consistently because it wasn't something I practiced in college, a lot in bullpens, you know, you would go down, down, O2 fastball. Okay, here it is up I in COVID. All I did was try and throw, I would throw into nine pockets or to catchers, or whoever would catch, I throw to my wife sometimes and I would just throw at the top of the zone and that was it. So it definitely helped.
0: All right. There's something I just noticed. You're doing this with your right hand. Yep. Do you do things right-handed or are you just straight,
2: Actually, the only thing I do right-handed is uh now is play ping pong. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> All right, that's it.
2: So you swing it, a bat left-handed too? I do. I do everything left-handed.
0: Okay, I was just I was just wondering because you got those guys, you know that 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 like <laughs> like Phil Mickelson. Sure. You know Phil Mickelson like throws baseballs right-handed and just I don't, hits
1: just, a, hits I don't a golf ball left-handed yeah. and well. So.
0: You 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 did pitch at Frisco last year. What what uh, what did you like about that level? What challenge did you encounter there? And um, aside from like Amarillo, which everybody says is a challenge,
2: I was about to say Amarillo was a challenge for sure. That was a new experience. Um, I would say the level of competition definitely. You you have guys in lineups like uh, for. Who was it? The Mariners last year. That was one of the Arkansas Rodriguez. teams. Julio Rodriguez was there, and that's somebody you're not going to see in in high A. And so some of those guys, like Bobby Witt, was there earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, but really high level caliber guys that have an approach and they can eliminate pitches. So whether it's, you know, my slider would be the third pitch. So they're going up there with an approach saying, "Hey, he's a fastball change guy. If he throws a slider, I'm eliminating it. I'm looking for two pitches." And that approach isn't seen at the lower levels.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. So. I know what everybody's goal is, is to make make the major leagues, but um, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But you seem pretty grounded. So do you have that goal this year or just just <clears throat> you got to take care of business and see what happens?
2: Um, I have that goal eventually, whether it's this year or next year or five years from now um, isn't in my control. At some point it is, but at some point it's not. So. I can go out and perform, play the best of my abilities, and then what happens after that, um, we just leave it in the hands of other people. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, okay. Have they given you, you? You did throw a good amount of innings. Have they given you a, like a percentage? Of, like you need to add thirty innings this year? Or is, is that just too far down the road? Uh,
2: I honestly have not had that discussion with them. Maybe. I mean, personally, I would love to throw 120 innings this year to see, you know, how my body handles that and how it, sure, re- recovers from that. But no,
0: yeah, and then and then you know, you saw who else is going to be in that rotation. Um, hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, that's got a chance to be like
1: that's a heck you know, of a rotation, rotation to the
0: minor leagues. I mean, no, no, yeah. I mean just from, based on a straight talent level, that could be a top 10 in, in all of minor league baseball kind of talk about those guys and, and how you've gotten to know them this spring. And I guess you do Zach uh, Kent and, and, and Cole Reagan's a little bit last year, but I guess so. All right. Tell us about Jack Leiter. How about that?
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> We'll get to the question. Everybody wants to know. Um, oh, there you go. No, Jack's a great guy. He's a phenomenal guy. very down to earth and you never know how um, somebody coming from college and then a second overall, you never know how money he's going to change somebody. And how that publicity is going to change somebody. But he seems to be the same person all the time. And so, whether it's in the locker room or in the cafeteria or lifting weights, he is at one level and it's easy to talk to, easy to get along with, and he'll answer any question you ask him. And so, it's been um, an honor getting to, you know, throw with him and talk to him in spring training. And I'm really excited to be his teammate. All
0: right. And then, since Davis gave us a big scanner report on you, well, how how has davis changed how how since since you guys were were in college
2: uh davis is i would say he has by far the best hand eye coordination out of anybody i've ever known ever huh. and on the baseball field for sure but even off the field ping pong
1: i was about to say does that mean he's oh good gosh. at ping pong he's,
2: he is unbelievable at ping pong we were actually <laughs> on the golf course last week and we were on the 18th hole of, of a golf course, in surprise me, Chase Lee and Davis were, and uh, he was juggling a golf ball with with the end of uh, a pitching wedge like 10 11 times in a row. And wow. I just looked and I was like, Davis, how are you doing that? And I tried to, do, I couldn't even do it twice. um <laughs> related to baseball, I mean, that guy can hit anything, and he's such a disciplined hitter at the plate. I mean he's going to be a tough guy to strike out he's going to be yeah. a tough guy to get a swing and a miss on and he's an amazing hitter and defender as well he's quick
0: yeah he's he, he's quicker than you think yeah and yes. I, and I don't know you know and i don't know if that's because of the beard and the hair um and and he's not like lanky. he's like stout and built yeah you know i
2: i think he's a lot of like people him. don't give him credit for his speed he yeah. is he's really fast and in college he ran a like a 5, five 60 sixty-yard dash, which is pretty quick, and I think he had like the second second fastest time on our team at Baylor. And he he really is—he's quick. He can play yep. any position on the field. Take that that's beard off, cool. and
1: he'll knock off half a second there with that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Without that wind resistance.
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, two Baylor guys in the you know first six rounds—that uh, that's that's pretty cool. And They go to the same team. Yeah, that must be pretty neat, and, and a good deal for Baylor.
2: Hmm. Yeah, how close are you
0: still to the Baylor program?
2: Uh, my wife and there, I, right? yes, my wife and I stayed there um, this offseason and last offseason. So I actually would go in and work out uh, every day at Williams weight room, which is right beside the baseball field, and throw in the pitching lab pretty much every day and on the field. So I'm pretty close to I still with Baylor. Yeah. Okay,
0: good, good. All right, so now uh, this is the point where John takes over and starts asking you, non-baseball questions and then I chime in with baseball questions so yeah he, he John, brought the high it.
1: heat he tried to brush it back I'm just gonna soft you know the softball pitches are coming now so you grew up Alito High School you're born and raised out there in Alito. did you play any other sports when you were growing up
2: I did uh, I, I mean all of them definitely football in Alito up until up until high school um, prior to that basketball I tried soccer played tennis in high school my freshman year and then, uh, my second sport in high school was track. Uh, I was part of the track team. And that,
1: that was, was those are both spring sports. Were you able to do them both?
2: I did. I played baseball and went to track meets every week, my junior and senior year. So what were you doing in track? Were you a
1: sprinter? Were you a pole vaulter? What were you doing?
2: I did high jump. High jump.
1: How, how were you yeah. going?
2: Uh, my personal best was six, six and my senior year. I made it to regionals up in Lubbock with a jump of 6'4", and was two inches away from making the state tournament in Austin.
1: That, I don't know if you've – Jeff, have you ever stood next to a high jump bar? 6'6", is mm-hmm. way the heck up there. Well, I'm well, a little guy, so.
0: But, what, Cody, you're 6'4", right? So. Right. <laughs>
1: in high school, I
2: was about
0: to – yourself, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you got the, the Fosbury flop down
2: i i think so i think that was probably the only reason i could get that high
0: <laughs> yeah that's you know you, you can kind of look at sports and things that completely revolutionized them and that's i mean that's got to be a top five top ten because they would just try to scissor the damn thing
2: yep. absolutely yeah
0: you know yeah <laughs> you could do that but anyway. so let me See, ask you this I so just did- i just want to want my tangents Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. OK, now, now, you know, what's what's amazing is guys that are pitchers and, and come up usually were great baseball players and not just pitchers. Did you play in the field also?
2: I did until my junior year of high school and then I was a PO. You were just a pitcher only. OK, I was a, from junior year until now. I have not swung on the bat.
1: <laughs> now, did you ever what, what did what did you play before you they took you out of the lineup? What position were you playing?
2: left or I was left-handed. So I would play first base and then I would play outfield.
1: Did you hit any dingers? No, I didn't. You didn't. Okay. It's all right.
2: You and Jack Clatter hit one. Yeah. I was a buck 50 in high school. So I definitely (laughs) didn't hit any dingers.
1: So you ended up going to Baylor. Did you have any other schools that you considered? Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I was, uh, it, it was kind of between Baylor and rice. And my dad went to Baylor, um, okay. not for sports, just for school. And I I went down there on a camp. And actually, I'll take it back. I really wanted to go to Baylor. I really did. Um I thought it was going to be a really amazing school to go to and kind of follow my dad's footsteps there. And my older sister uh, was two years ahead of me, and she went to Baylor. And I actually, when Coach Rod and Strauss um took over the program in 2016 like the first week they were there i went on to the staff directory catalog and found their names found their emails and sent them an email that said hey i'm pretty bradford i'd love to go to your school i'm left-handed and i'm 6-3 and i have a great change up <laughs> and I, kind of a foot in the door and i told them i'd be throwing at a, a tournament at tcu the next weekend and didn't expect them to show up. I mean, I, I sent emails like similar to that to a lot of schools. Right. And they showed up and they were there Then my next outing at TCU. Um, and I pitched terrible. It was probably one of the worst <laughs> outings I have ever had in my life. And my dad, my dad went up and apologized to them after I threw and was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Like you guys came to this and Cody wasn't throwing strikes. He always threw strikes and, um, Two weeks later, was at a perfect game showcase and threw great. I think I, I threw to 12 hitters and struck out 11 out of 12 hitters. Wow. And Coach Strauss, the pitching coach at Baylor, happened to be there and wasn't there to watch me, was just there scouting. Sure. And kind of a second chance and, you know, God lined it up and then he invited me to a, uh, Strauss invited me to a camp down in Waco and pitched while well there and then they offered me a scholarship down there. And so when that nice. happened, I was really excited to go to Baylor, but uh, between there and Rice,
1: right? So Rice had kind of scouted you too, and thought, you know, hey, you, you, they, they gave training. you, they'd given you an opportunity because Rice is a great baseball school too, Absolutely. Um,
2: and great academics,
1: yeah, and great academics and all that. Okay, so now you were drafted in the sixth round in 2019. So this is a great question. I love these answers. Where were you when you were drafted, and how did you find out you were drafted?
2: I was at my house in Alito, my parents' house in Alito and I was watching it on TV.
1: Did you know and, you had an idea when it was going to be?
2: I, I knew um, if I got drafted because of my injury and the situation, it would be on the second day, um, probably between the third and sixth or seventh round. And if it didn't happen then, then it probably wasn't going to happen. We weren't going to get the number we were asking for, and then I was going to go back to school. So We had got a, I was uh, sitting on the couch with my parents. I got a couple phone calls from different teams, you know, saying, hey, uh, we're really interested. Are are you willing to go for this number? said, yes. Okay. The round comes by. Somebody else's name is called. Yeah. Rangers call me in like the fifth round and say, hey, are you willing to go? I said, yes. said, is is this number okay? Absolutely. Sixth round comes. They call my name. So.
1: Cool. So you, so how many, how many, different teams did you think were, were in on you? I mean, you, I mean, scouts come to watch you. I mean, you had talked to different sure. scouts. Did you like all of them or maybe half of them or, you know, like that besides fall, the Rangers?
2: Sure. That fall, um, I mean, Baylor had Shaling Lears, the catcher who went
1: yeah
2: you know, either ninth or 10th overall. Yeah. And then Davis, who was a big prospect and we had some other guys. So I talked to all every single team that fall and met with the scouts.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so, did did you, did, was there anybody though that you thought if it wasn't the Rangers, was, was there any other team you thought, man, they really asked a lot and you kind of thought that might be a team that was really interested?
2: I thought uh, my agent and I both thought it was going to be the Diamondbacks or okay. the Angels. The Angels scout had shown a lot of interest and in then the Diamondbacks in 2019 had a ton of picks. Um, I think they had, I don't even know how many picks they had, but they had a lot in the top five rounds. Right. And so I thought it was going to be them. And I actually, I didn't get a call from the Rangers until the day I was drafted, you know, a couple of days prior to that guys calling you, Hey, how you feeling? You ready to be an Anaheim angel? Are you ready to be uh-huh. a, um, Arizona diamondback? Right. And then the Rangers called me that
0: day and said, Hey,
2: we're drafting you.
0: So
1: it was kind of a surprise. Hey, and it's when, your local team.
0: When, yeah. when you had to have surgery, did, were you like, Oh man, this is going to, this isn't going to kill me. You know, because you were the Big 12 Pitcher of the Year in,
2: in, in A. Uh, it was tough. It was really tough. I think, you know, sometimes we don't know um, what God's plans are, and we don't know um, right. why things happen. Um, we just can't understand it. But it was something that was really humbling. Um, I think I've learned a lot from. But during the time, yeah, it was really hard to see where the, the light was at the end of the tunnel. And we had exhausted every option from like we had tried so many different things to get the pain to go away and it just hadn't happened so when we got uh when i got tested for tos and it came back positive so like, okay um so there's no other options we got to get surgery to fix it because i can pitch on it probably change my arm slot or change stuff and do more damage in my arm or we can just get the surgery and rehab back from it and go
0: on
1: yeah that's and that's that's the better way to go anyway jeff are you still about to do i know the dog barked there for a second but.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. on, on thoracic outlet, I mean, sure. it's the, uh, w- I guess there's two varieties. Was yours the, the rib had to be removed? Was that the, the case or was it the uh, aneurysm like Arihara had?
2: Uh, it was the rib removal. They removed my okay. first rib to help. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Okay. I mean, that's all, that's a, that's a, that's been described to me as a baseball only injury. That, it, baseball yeah, is a sport where players get thoracic. And I, I know some quarterbacks have gotten it, but, a lot of it's like
2: <laughs> overhand athletes i think yeah. probably baseball football maybe an occasional tennis player and that's probably about it
0: sure yeah. so and then and then greg pearl did he did you did pearl do your surgery yep greg he's pearl. like the world renowned guy he does them all he,
2: he's the guy for tos surgeries
0: yeah yeah well yeah. something to be known for i guess yep yeah Always. hey when you special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now, let me. When was it? When was it? Was it that you first thought you had a chance? I mean, when you first rolled, you know, I may have a chance to go pro here. Was it in college? I, I am assuming you said you were calling around. You weren't getting scouted in high school, um, no. so in, it was college. Maybe you're. You know, what year was it that you thought? You know what, I have a chance to go pro. I've got some people interested.
2: Probably towards the end of my sophomore year, um, when I wasn't even going to go to the Cape Cod League that year to play summer ball. Um, I hadn't been invited and my coach, uh, the pitching coach at Baylor actually, um, vouched for me and was behind me and was making phone calls. And he got me on a team in Cape Cod and after I had pitched well, my sophomore year, right, and then went to the Cape for two weeks and then got invited to team USA. And I think it was probably getting invited to that team with that caliber of player in college was something that was really special. And mm-hmm. getting to be around guys like Adley Rushman, Josh Young, Andrew Vaughn. Um, kind of puts in perspective where you line up with other college players. And I think at that point I was
1: like, man, I
2: I can probably play for professional baseball. I would love to like, yeah, I I think I have a chance now. So
1: that's awesome. That's incredible. What what was your major?
2: It was, uh, going in on the first day of college, it was mechanical engineering.
0: Oh man.
2: The second day of college, it was (laughs) management. It was what? Supply chain management. It's a business.
1: A yeah. lot <laughs> well, of math. That's a. I one. made it one day. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's a great one. Okay, so what do you like to do outside of baseball? What do you do? You hunt? Do you fish? Do you, you and your wife love to hike? What do you, What do y'all do?
2: I love to hunt and fish um, during the off season, and my wife and I love to travel. Okay, and you're a golfer too. I see. Are you good at golf? I am a new golfer i would not consider myself a golfer yet
1: okay i have right. to
2: play golf doesn't mean i'm good at it
1: yeah. <laughs> that's how i've lived my that's entire a lot life lot of,
2: mm-hmm. lot of but, but uh this off season i i think i went fishing probably two or three times a week when we were in waco um i went hunting at my grandparents place up in alito uh quite a few times but just getting anything outside i love it
0: is it did hey, you uh sorry john Tell us about your wife. She was a softball player, correct?
2: She was. She played softball at Baylor. Uh, she was an outfielder and second base, but mostly outfield. And she's been my throwing partner sometimes during the offseason when I can't find anybody else to throw with.
1: You know, I thought you said that a while ago, and I misread it. Yeah. And You said you were throwing to your wife, and I was like, okay, yeah. I think I heard that wrong.
2: Yeah, I don't blow her up. I don't throw sliders or curveballs or anything to her, but She's played long toss with me quite a few times. Yep.
0: And you guys met as freshmen. Is that, is that, I remember that?
2: We did. We met as freshmen at an FCA Bible study freshman year. All right.
1: Wow. Okay. And so, man, those kids, you you know, you and Doro are the same. Y'all both married other uh, he was on the baseball team at Adrian college and his wife was the shortstop. You married yeah. a, a, another one. Your kids are going to come out throwing the ball and playing middle infield and doing that. <laughs> my <laughs> mom's going to be given uh, instructions just as much as you are. When you guys get those kids going out, that's, oh, that's yeah.
2: fantastic. If they, if they need pitching, I'll teach them how to pitch. If they need to know how to hit my wife's got it.
1: My, mom's got <laughs> it. So what's your All favorite right. food? Tell me what kind of food you like.
2: I love chicken fried steak, and I love baby back ribs. Okay, oh boy, that's
1: a
0: Texan right there. Well, I tell you,
1: born in Alito. That's it. I'm telling you, that's great. Fast food. If you have to go to a fast food joint, what's your favorite one to go to? Whataburger. Hey, it's better than it's better than that other stuff from California.
0: Oh man, way better. <laughs> what do you get? Have you, been, have you been to a Whataburger in Arizona? I have. Yes, it's okay. i I've, I've never done it.
2: It tastes similar. You can tell it's not a Texas Whataburger. It's
0: <laughs> so, what is your
1: go-to? What do you get at Whataburger? Uh,
2: I get a double Whataburger with lettuce, cheese, and ranch.
1: Ooh, okay. And you get the fries, and then get you what a tea what or a a fries and a
2: chocolate milkshake.
1: Chocolate milkshake. There you go. You're not counting calories like us old men like me. So oh, that no. not yeah you got you got energy going. <laughs> That's I love Whataburger too. I'm,
0: That's got to be seventeen hundred calories. Yeah. 1800
1: calories. Hey, he doesn't need to, the guy, you saw him at spring training, he came over and talked to me. I was over there at one of those fields. Was, These guys are thin and fit. And I was like, man, I remember I used to be like that at one time. Now I'm a little Baseball rolly.
0: players eat all the time. They have it's, to, they expel got a to. lot Cons- of interest. Gotta keep the weight on. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Okay, favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Does your wife have your favorite home cooked? Does mom cook it? Grandma, who cooks your best home cooked meal?
2: It is my grandma's chicken fried steak. Ooh. With white gravy, mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese,
1: Grandma. Okay, man. Yeah. So every time you go home, Grandma's got to pull it out and do it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, last I'm about, one.
0: I'm about an hour away from Alito, by the way. Just keep that in mind when Grandma's whipping up her next batch. Okay? Hey, he's in. Right. For, he's closer. <laughs> he's
1: out there towards Fort Worth. I'm. I will make an hour and a half drive for a good court, chicken fried steak. And you know what? I've got some land up in Vernon. We'll go hunting if we need to.
2: So, oh yeah, that'll be a blast.
1: <laughs> all right, so last thing. This is one of my fun ones. I love to do it. You've probably heard Davis's answer to this. Uh Brock mm-hmm. Burke, you know Brock Burke, you've heard about his walking in his mm-hmm. sleep and all that. that was- what is something that nobody knows about Cody Bradford?
2: I love geography trivia questions.
0: Oh, Heyo. Oh, wow. All right.
2: Um I so, you know all your I capitals,
1: do. you know. All-
2: <laughs> like world geography, okay. country geography. And I could probably point on a map to easily over 100 countries, like where they are.
1: So, I could just um, blurt out a country and you can go find it right there and on a globe and just go, there it is, right there.
2: Most likely. do You that- have a globe handy. let's 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 test this out i do not have a globe (laughs) handy
1: we are going to do that though i'm going to bring a small globe out to frisco one day and i'm going to go all right i'm going to throw out some i'm going to look up some that's pretty
0: cool man that is actually really cool even,
2: even on road trips uh when i'm driving i'll i'll ask maddie i'll be like hey Babe, pull up some geography trivia questions. Like that's, that's what I want to do. And like, I don't want to listen to a podcast. I don't want to listen to music. I want <laughs> trivia questions, but I just want to try and answer them. So.
0: Yeah, no, i I was a U. I was a history major. And so I, and U S history is my focus. And so I, I can, you know, I name all the capitals. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to get to all 50 states. I've been to 41. I think it is. I've so. got
1: 37 is what I've got. I'm
0: going to knock out West Virginia this fall. because uh, TCU football. I'm going to cover their game there. So there go. go to Morgantown. Morgantown. That's right. That's right. You, where, where you've been, you, you've you got, you've got West Virginia on your, on your uh, checklist. So mm-hmm. that's hey, great.
1: I've been to West Virginia many times when I, at a job I used to go to, I've said this mm-hmm. all the time. It may not be as far as financial the state, but it might be the prettiest state in the union. It might. Now you're from Colorado. You've got some argument right, there, man. Jeff, but Indeed. I'm telling you that is a beautiful state.
0: Well, in Arizona's pretty. You can get a lot of different stuff. You, yeah. you got to go. Yeah,
1: you got to get but some there. distance out from Phoenix is all we see in Surprise.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's nice. And, it, and if you go west, you get like Joshua trees. If you go about an hour west past, Walt, well, uh, uh, kind of out toward Kingman, you get, you get Joshua trees, which are very interesting. And, then, I, you know, I'd, I'd heard Joshua tree because of, uh, uh, you YouTube. Know, what's that band? Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. But, um. I'd never seen one. I had no idea what it looked like. And I was, I was driving to Las Vegas and when, uh,
1: okay, wait, that's t- an actual tree.
0: When, when, uh, the Rangers had played there a couple of times in spring training, I was like, what is that? And TR told me, yeah, it's a Joshua tree. I was like, Oh, well, I'll be there.
1: So, are, are you kidding me? That's an actual tree.
0: It's a real thing. It's not a name of some guy or something like that. I it's thought it was tree. just
1: some location where drug addicts went to hang out and <laughs> drop <laughs> mushrooms and have fun. I'd, I <laughs> no clue. All right, I got to look it up now.
0: Yeah, you got to look them up. They're kind of spiky.
1: That's crazy. Okay. Well, man, hey, Cody, this has been fantastic. Jeff, you got anything else before we let this guy get back to his wife?
0: No, but I'll see you tomorrow. Go, go out and grab a good dinner or something yeah. like that. and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Field Three. Let's Yeah, say. I'll field see first. you
1: opening night. I probably won't talk to you then because you're going to be getting in game mode there, so I probably won't see you. But uh, we'll see you out there, Cody. Uh, it's been fantastic having you on. It's Texas Ranger left-handed pitcher Cody Bradford. Bud, have a good night. Good luck tomorrow, and we'll see you around there. Thank y'all
0: so much. All right. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Ya. Right. See ya. Take care, man. Thanks. All right.
1: Man, what a what a good guy. I tell you what, that's a that, that was fantastic. He- <laughs> geography history. That's actually cool. I liked,
0: I like the, uh, movies, I asked him what his major was. That was great. <laughs> mechanical oh. engineering. The first day was mechanical engineering. The next day was supply chain. <laughs> that, was <pretty> good.
1: <laughs> that's a, that is a great one. I mean, the, you know, that, the, I love that. that That's fantastic. I mean, that guy's a humble guy. Um, yeah. that, and, and what a great guy. He was such a nice guy, just a sweet dude. When I met him out there, he talked to me. He was, Fired up to come yeah. on, so we knew we were going to have him on there. He wasn't having any problem with it,
0: you know. And and uh, seems he, he's deeply rooted in in, in his faith. Absolutely, uh, yeah. You know, uh, and and that's that's you know, it's it, it, added, it it's another part of the character thing that the Rangers. Absolutely, we say this every episode, but it's high character guys, and, and there's an example why, you know, and and you know, it, it, it's surprising. I I, I think uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of young prospects who are married. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they're, they're on their way and, uh, you know, Davis, Blaine Krim, uh, Josh Smith. I'm just trying to think all the guys who've been on yeah. the show. Um, it's, uh, and, you know, they, they can't live in the village. They have to live
1: with their wives. Them, he,
0: Cody was talking, uh, at spring training when we were there, John, and he said that, you know, the, the families get together or they, they, uh, you know, they play board games. They do, they do, they do fun stuff together. And, Uh, i just think that's kind of that's kind
1: of cool and you know they're not
0: gonna get in trouble you know so that's good
1: that's a that's actually a a fair a really good point that people don't understand when you get married yes they got married young or whatever but these guys now are rooted with a family they feel they've got to take care of (laughs) guys like that with high character they don't just care about themselves they care about other teammates and stuff too it's all uh they they the success is going to do good for all of them and yes having a family playing board games doing all that that makes you work harder for your goals when you've got to support and someone you care about and love that's that's what you're going to do and they have really got the dog loves me she just they, she loves me she hears me talking but I, I i'm 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 so impressed with what the rangers have done and it's why their minor league system is is, is climbing into the top 10 in every publication it's not just a the talent there's talent there and the talent, of course, is probably what they're going by. But you know what makes it even better to me is the character of these guys, and it's been amazing with all of them. I, you're, you're you're muted still because your dog loves you Baseball
0: me. players will tell you, coaches will tell you, that they are with their teammates during a given year more than they're with their families. Right. And so you you can't you can't be a uh, you can't have the drama. You can't you can't you have to like each other you have to be good guys you have to yeah you know have have the the type of personality where you know if if something's going bad the team's in a slump and you know you guys they they stick together they don't start pointing fingers you know they're uh and and i think that's that's just something that that i don't think people realize you know in, in, in baseball i mean they really are from you know in a normal year if your team goes to the world series it you know, it comes together mid-February and they go until November 1. I mean, yep. that's, uh, that is, that is nine, nine of the 12 months. Yep. So it's, uh, it's, it's really important.
1: Yeah. And that, and I tell you what, that, that's, I have never come away from any of our podcasts we've done and gone, you know, I don't know if that one hit or stuck because these guys, They have fun. I think they really have fun coming on and talking and doing that. We're going to get some big league guys on, guys. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to because they got there late. They didn't have time right now. They're just I and mean, they are slammed right now trying to get into yep. spring training over with, get into the season. Jeff and I are going to be out. We're going to be – you know, Jeff's going to travel to do some of the way stuff. I'm going to be there to start every home series. We'll do little things. But we are going to get these guys to come on with us. There will be times for them to do that once the season starts and they're in their regular routines. That will be easy. It's just right now they're going 100 miles an hour.
0: Yeah, off, day, off days on the road are always good days. So. Yep. Yep. Uh. Well, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll line them up. Well, I think that's it. We've gone a good hour here, and Cody was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. All right,
1: well, listen, safe travels in the morning, Jeff. Get out there. We'll, we'll, Jeff and I will be talking all weekend long. He'll send me some good videos of, if he gets a chance to. I know you're going to be covering the games also. Uh, great yeah. stuff coming out at, at, at the uh, newsletter there, jeffwilson.substack.com. Yeah. Guys, can't tell you enough, 60 bucks for a year. Is so worth it five ninety nine a month or sixty bucks a year. Mine comes yes. every morning. I get my coffee cup out and I get going with it. Um, it's a great way to start your morning. Uh, big things coming. We are moving into a studio. We'll tell you all about that later. Uh, but that that's coming up and that's going to be fantastic. Jeff, good times in the morning. Uh, get up early. I know you got to get to bed.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go to bed. So anyway,
1: <laughs> all right, we'll guys. Talk to you later. Hey, until next time, guys. We'll see you at the yard.